When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Andy Rampenard, and Cassie Schrader. Special guest Ruta Lee coming up with us next with the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walls or Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. He's got some uh, medical problem or something, doesn't he? Does he? Huey Lewis? Some of this, is it throat cancer? Is it throat cancer? I know he's got some problem, unfortunately. Sad to hear in any case. Ladies and gentlemen, Ruta Lee is with us. Ruta, how are you? 
Well, I'm fine, except who's got what disease that I should know about? We think that Huey Lewis might might not be feeling too well. Although James Hetfield, the uh, the leader of Metallica, he's back in treatment, so I'm sure you're upset by that. Well, I you know I'm so aware of illnesses and things happening around us because my best friend in the world, my longest term friend in the world died yesterday very peacefully i must say after a a, a terrible struggle uh a cancer thing of course and isn't it a shame that we cannot pool all the information in this world that has been collected about cancer and how to dispose of it and how to live with it and around it Mm -hmm. and and um, cure people Uh, i just i'm so distressed by the fact that so much wonderful information has been gleaned and if we could just put it all into the same hopper i think we'd come up with answers a lot more quickly i think you're absolutely right Ms. leah i think that one of the problems that we have that it's money 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 it's all people are interested in is money and unless they can make money from it they don't want to do it well you know i understand that it takes a great deal of money to discover all kinds of cures for all kinds of things. The research is terribly mm-hmm. expensive. Right. And I assume that the pharmaceutical companies want some of that money back that they've expended. But somehow it seems to me that there should be a reasonable middle ground somewhere where we poor folks who have the problems don't have to give up our life savings in order to try and survive mm-hmm. and that's exactly what's happening to so many people now you lord i sound like i should have a soapbox in the middle of town square <laughs> I? no i think what you're saying <laughs> what you're saying is right on the money you're absolutely right we i hope we do get back to a point someday uh if we've ever been there but at least approached it at times that, that we actually care about one another or care about helping one another right now it just seems everybody's at everybody else's throats it's disgusting well i will take exception to that good in that very honestly and i'm not patting myself on the back i think i was obliged uh by a power greater than myself (laughs) um that i needed to give back some of the blessings that had come my way. Wonderful. And I'm a great believer in volunteerism. I don't care what size or shape it takes. There are so many ways that all of us can do for somebody who can't do for himself. And uh, I've spent, I'd say, most of my adult years, and somehow a little bit maybe pre-totally adult years, Um, in dealing with um, an issue that was for the longest time, Tom, hidden in the closet. Nobody ever wanted to talk about mental illness. Nobody wanted to talk about mental disease. And uh, it was was the closet disease. And along came a group of young Hollywood types who got tired of being called hard-drinking, pot-smoking, sex-minded idiots who had nothing to contribute to the world. And they said, you know, we get together to to have drinks and sit around the piano and play and all of that. Why don't we sell tickets to these things and make a few dollars for a worthwhile charity? Mm-hmm. Hence the Thalians, T-H-A-L-I-A-N-S, was born. And they shopped around and they sent out Jane Mansfield and uh, Mamie Van Doren. Talk about girls with big blessings. Wow. <laughs> really big blessings, Ruta? 
<laughs> okay. And they came back to the next meeting and said, well, all the good diseases have been taken. <laughs> <laughs> but they had found, God love them, a doctor um, at a small hospital at the time that was dealing with emotionally disturbed children, which he described much like apples, rotten apples, injured apples in a barrel that can contaminate the whole barrel or the community in the case of, of mental illness if they weren't repaired and taken care of. And so that's how that was born. And uh, it was children first. And then we built our clinic, which was the first building at the Big Cedar Sinai Complex here in Los Angeles mm -hmm. that started the whole thing. And 18 years later, our clinic started taking in patients from pediatric to geriatric and took care of them. And then, 55 or 60 years later, we switched our focus and said, you know, those beautiful young people, the men and women that are called on to be in our military and who are willing to put their lives on the line every day, get injured, and they're not taken care of when they get home. They fall through the cracks. So we joined up with UCLA's Operation MEND. Operation MEND heals the broken bodies, the missing arms, legs, blown off faces, whatever, burn injuries. They heal the, the, that side, the body, mm -hmm. and we Thalians are trying very hard to heal the broken mind, spirit, and therefore heart of our returning veterans. So I've just given you my big pitch, and Tom, I'm hoping that your wonderful listeners, if they have a penny to spare, will look up the Thalians, T-H-A-L-I-A-N-S, dot org, on the computer and get our full story and see what Debbie Reynolds, my dearest friend and sister in charity, have been doing for the last 70 years of our lives. Mm -hmm. I think it's a wonderful thing. I, I uh, That's really, really nice. Instead of just sitting around and going, oh, you know, we've had this wonderful life, we continue to have this wonderful life, you actually reach out and help people. I'm very, very happy you do that. I wish everybody did who who has a voice, that, whether it's, you know, some local radio or television or national television or movie stars or whatever it is. I do believe people, public figures, kind of owe it to everyone else to kind of share what they have. Uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, uh, you need to give us your money. That's not what I mean necessarily. Uh, you want to contribute, that's great. But give of your time and work as hard as you can to help people who need help. I think it's a wonderful thing. You know, Tom, there are so many ways that you can make life just a little bit nicer. And I swear, dear friends, that sometimes just a smile to somebody on an elevator or a comment on how cute they look, or are they having a good day, or, or uh, you know, helping someone across the street, or holding a door open for someone. It's so easy to do a little act of politeness, of caring, and it can make a day for somebody. You know, maybe it's a bad day. Sometimes you say, oh, God, what a grumbly person. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're having the most rotten day, and all it would take is a little smile or a little encouragement in some way from you. And that's, that's better than money, actually. 
No, I do agree with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you do have to be careful, though, because I, I was just talking about this last week on this show, that I held a door for, for a woman, and she started yelling at me about, oh, you have to hold a door for me because I'm a woman. And I said, no, I hold the door for everyone. <laughs> I hold the door for everybody, men, women, kids, older people. I, I just, how I was raised. But she, oh, actually, she got mad at me oh, about Oh, that it. poor lady. She was really having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently that's true. Apparently that's very, very true. But Her husband probably told her her behind was fat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you have a big, you know, speaking of behinds be, you know, or being fat or not, uh, uh, 2020, you've got a book coming out called? <laughs> yes, and, and I'd say it without any apologies, consider your ass kissed. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> and why do I say that? It's because I think it is the ultimate compliment. And I say, consider your ass kissed in total, total gratitude to anybody who has ever flipped the station to catch me or bought a ticket for a show or gone to a movie to see me or sent up a prayer on my behalf, or whatever the case may be, I am so very grateful because, you know, Tom, I am happy to say that I don't think I've made fans. I think all through the years I've made friends. No, that's and very in many nice. ways, I'm exceedingly grateful to the, the game and talk shows, whether it was Johnny Carson's show or whether it was Password or Stump the Stars or... Uh, PDQ or, or Hollywood Squares, those shows didn't introduce me as a character that I was playing. Those shows introduced me as the character I am. And people got to know Ruta Lee as a human being. And it was such fun for me because I'd, if I was playing whatever part of the country I was in in a show of some kind, people would come backstage and in most cases, it wasn't, oh, Miss Lee, it's such a pleasure to meet you. It would be, hey, Rudely, we're going to have people over for dinner Sunday. You want to come? <laughs> okay. You know how neat that is? Isn't yeah, that fabulous? Yeah, it is. And that's the feeling that I got from so many people. And um, when, when I, uh, the Perils of Pauline was the adventure that I was having trying to get my grandmother out of Siberia and and Lithuania back in the days of communism in in, the, in Lithuania. Uh, so many people were pulling for me and sending up prayers for my grandmother and and uh, made her feel so welcome when I was finally permitted by the Soviet authorities to bring her home to the United States. Uh, that I've I've got to say that the the, the power of love and of appreciation that one feels from an audience. And that's why I love radio and I love television because you reach mm -hmm. so many people with one hello. And I've got to tell you that Alex Trebek, of course, who is one of my very best buddies, and, and I did two years of uh, high rollers with him on mm -hmm. NBC, um, said to me the other day when I was talking about how he was doing, and he's having a rough time now, he's back on chemo, but he said, I, I wouldn't be here except for the millions of prayers that have come my way and the millions of kind thoughts and the energy that is coming my way from so many viewers. 
Uh, and so all I keep saying is, I know there's a higher power up there, and boy, we better do right by that high power. That works for me. I, and I tell you, you were just talking about this earlier, and while, while there are a bunch of talk shows on now, it's kind of unfortunate for young actors and actresses out there now because the Johnny Carson Tonight Show was the show to go on. If you made it on that show, everybody knew who you were. And there's no show like that any longer. There are about 15 different ones, but they don't have anywhere near the audience The Tonight Show did. No, and, and I realize that, of course, when the Carson show came on, we didn't have 42,000 other stations to flip to. You know? 42,000, yes. Yeah, and, and, you know, you stop and think that... Uh, Boy, it was ABC, CBS, and NBC where Johnny was, and um, uh, you you had a, a, a somewhat captive audience. But you know, when when people met you that way, uh, either sitting in their their living room or their den, or or maybe through their toes in their bedroom at night, <laughs> you you became a personal, I think, friend. And uh, I, I really like that, and I miss, I miss that kind of thing that's going on now. It's just not quite the same. I understand. Now, when your book comes out, we have to have you back on the show. Consider your ass kissed. Needs to be now, covered in Now, you heard that, full. folks. He asked me back. You promised me now. I will promise you. I would love to have you come. Matter of fact, you can bring Debbie Reynolds with you, and we'll just talk about how when I was a little boy, I got to look at both of you and go, I really like women. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank God. <laughs> well, well, thank God. Ruta, thanks so much. What an honor to have you on the show. I am honored that you share your wonderful audience with me, and all I can do is say thank you for caring, thank you for sharing. God bless you, and God bless America. God bless you, young lady. Thank you so much. Ruta Lee, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what a... I see now there it is. Somebody that had a wonderful life, great career, and she's grateful and wants to help people. Mm -hmm. I showed Tevin her picture. She was, uh, probably still is, but she <clears throat> cut a fine figure yeah. as a woman. Yeah. I'll tell she's you. a beautiful woman. She, looked, she aged well. She's she, got, <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, she aged well. She's got that just that classic Hollywood look to her. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask her, would you F your father? If was it? No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was not going to ask her that. No. We'll be right back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. <laughs> <laughs> God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we like love working want. with you. We can help any business, including a podcast, that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't like <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. 
there's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Um, do you think, the three of you, that people are getting dumber by the day? Are they getting bolder? Why do people say so many stupid things now? A hundred percent people are getting dumber. It's It's easier to get your voice out, no matter how dumb you are. Mm -hmm. 30 years ago? Yeah, that's true. There was no Twitter, so, I mean, there's, there's literally no bar or barrier for entry when it comes to getting your opinions out into Mm -hmm. the world now. Well, the president of Harvard, wouldn't you think he'd be a little smarter than to do what did you hear what he did so no No. depends on if he's being (laughs) if it's profitable he'll say it the president of harvard has apologized for appearing to liken university donors to freed slaves yep he's trying hard to be woke and university donors compared them to freed slaves (laughs) you know i don't know about my leg chains but i think i'll give some money it doesn't even make sense people that are donating to harvard for, for like the furthest thing from <laughs> slaves. slaves. Oh, so probably doing all right. They made it easier to donate, obviously, because hey, more money. And then he said he basically said that now that it's easier to donate, it's like being freed. I don't know. What? Oh my God. Lawrence Bacow on Tuesday told hundreds of alumni that fundraising staff members that donors now can give to any Harvard college and will no longer be owned by the one they attended. His ex- explanation invoked the 13th Amendment, the Boston Globe reports, which freed enslaved people. Uh, yeah, that's uh, on Saturday. Bacow sent an inter- uh, internal email saying he regretted any offense. I hope to convey my belief that our collective job is to help our donors achieve their philanthropic objectives, he wrote. Per Newsweek, adding, I promise to learn from this experience. Students and academics uh, objected to his comparison as if Harvard doesn't have enough problems with influence peddling and muddied interests, a Kennedy School professor tweeted. The Bacow comment comes after the university recently said it had accepted donations totaling $9 million from sexual predator Jeffrey Epstein. Between 1998 and 2007, a student leader said people like President Bacow seem to view slavery as an institution of the past that serves solely to illuminate an intellectual framework, not an institutionalized system of brutality that reigns in the present. You, how hard did you work on constructing that sentence? Right, and like mm-hmm. you probably doing it, probably trying to make a joke or like be funny or whatever else, and it's like, just, it's not. I'm not even offended that you compared it to slavery. I'm offended that it, it wasn't funny or it's not like, funny like you need or to try, try again. Yeah, I just so basically you're giving me nine million dollars. You're just like a slave. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, honestly. How would you make the comparison, though? You're giving me $9 million, and that makes you a slave. Ideological slavery, maybe. 
Ideological slavery. Well, I mean, they're making $47,000 per year per undergrad, plus $600 million per year from the government. And now here they are saying, hey, give us more money. Why are we using our tax money to prop up places like Harvard and Yale? I know, they make so much. They They make make billions of dollars every year. And yet they're making it easier to give them even more money. Why not? So... Aren't they worth? Isn't Harvard worth like forty-five to fifty billion dollars now? Let's see. <clears throat> I mean, why uh, yeah, do they their need... endowment is almost forty billion dollars. Oh, I can't take it. Okay, so got to have all that. Yeah, and people wonder why people aren't taking Ivy League colleges seriously anymore. I know. What a it's joke. such a transparent, you know. I mean, professors who teach maybe twice a week are making three hundred thousand dollars. Well, a million now. A lot of them, you know that there are several professors at the University of Minnesota <clears throat> make a million dollars a year? I'm not at all surprised. What wow. the heck? To do what? Right, to have a bunch of kids not show up to your class and you take yeah. one final and you're good to go. And you're never there. You always have a teacher's assistant mm-hmm. teaching the class. So, I mean, Jesus. <clears throat> Even if I they did know. work a full load, I mean, $40 million or a million dollars for 40 hours a week is still, you know. That's right. better than 99% of people could ever hope for. $40 billion. Yeah, and then you translate that down to, like, the education system, like, public schools, high school, elementary school, and, like, teachers get paid no money, and then you, like, how do you get, justify paying a college professor a million dollars for one day a week? There's about 23,000 students at Harvard. So there will be a million so students see, at 40000 bucks a year, right? by $38 billion. That is... $1.6 million per student. That's pretty good, man. Pretty good. And <laughs> $1.6 million per student. Not a bad mm-hmm. gig if you can get it. I know. I it's just, so ridiculous. When are they going to stop? It's the most corrupt stuff. institution in the planet, I think, oh, the no Ivy doubt. League. There's no doubt about it. It was set up by rich people for rich people, and now we like to pretend that we're all part of it. It's like, yeah. no, we're not. You're not even close. And the people who went to Harvard think they can serve the public better than anyone. You crock of crap. God, I hate people like that so much. Oh, they all have this this smug attitude. Have you noticed now, by the way, it's the order of the day on CNN to be smug while you're reporting the news? Well, yeah. (laughs) Don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? How do you not know this before I have to tell you? Oh, God. Oh, I tell you what, though, that Brian Stelter, is that his name, Stelter, on Sunday mornings on CNN? No idea. De Niro appears on there and starts dropping the F-bomb like there's no (laughs) tomorrow. And Brian Stelter said to him, he said, you know, I understand this is a cable channel and that language is not a problem, but it is Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Could you kind of calm down? Of course, De Niro's like, yeah, well, it needs to be said type of thing. No, it doesn't need to be said by you, you greaseball. Wait a minute. (laughs) That's kind of negative. But like I said earlier, it was just so, so hypocritical that he I was know. comparing Trump to a mobster. Well, it's like every movie, you're, The Irishman, hello. I know. You, every your movie, entire career is glorifying mobsters. Yeah. Exactly. It's so, kind of like uh, Liam Neeson when he was talking about yeah. gun violence, but every Eight's movie. in front of Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> every movie he's in, he's guns, guns, right. guns. I got a special set of skills. I know. <laughs> How about that, though? Well, I found out my girlfriend had been attacked, so I wanted to go out and kill a big N. How did you think that was going to be a good statement to me? I don't know. This is really going to impress people mm-hmm. when I drop the big N on them. <laughs> oh, what? 
People need filters. They really do need filters. They need to grow up a lot. Look, I loved De Niro back in the day. You know, Raging Bull was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So many great movies that he did. Hell of an actor, but he's just a bitter old... Well, his wife left him. Oh, really? Yeah, she did. Mm. Speaking of that, by the way, married to a black woman. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, Robert De Niro was married to a very pretty black woman. Good for him. Far too good looking for him. Isn't, good for him. Isn't Al Pacino, doesn't he? Al Pacino. Doesn't he, doesn't he like uh, black women, too? Beverly D'Angelo he had kids with. I don't know. Yeah, I thought he did, though. Maybe he did. I don't know. I mean, oh. you know, the only one who really doesn't like black women is Tevin. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not Get true. You, get in trouble, Not baby. true. You, how many, do you date different women? Yeah. I mean, I've dated like black girls, white girls. So I, how come I never get to meet any of them? Because uh, they, they weren't worthy of meeting you. I gotta, oh, they gotta, yeah, gotta okay. get up to that oh, level. Okay. It's like meeting the parents. They, was, once, it's once the real Tom thing. Yeah, I'm yet. like, mm-hmm. like, hey, can I meet Tom? I was like, yeah, you know, you're not there yet. Let's slow this down. <laughs> I knew he'd get out of it somehow. <laughs> and that's how he got out of it right excuse. there. Yeah, I'm his excuse for getting out of it. For not calling her back. How many different women do you date? Like, what do you mean? Like, how many girlfriends have I had? Well, no. I mean, just like, well, yeah, I suppose. How many girlfriends have you had? Oh, uh, You what like, now, like 22? 27, yeah. You're 27? Yeah, black people age little, really well. Oh, <laughs> awesome. But, hey. Let me see they your ashy elbows. Let me see those ashy elbows right now. <laughs> oh, no, we lotion up before we get <laughs> We starting to get to the up. winter now. Where yeah, we got to have we gotta I like tubs that. of it. <laughs> no, we, I, I, but I, I was just talking about that this morning, you know, this whole thing, getting back to that whole, you know, big message everybody's got to deliver. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to think, most of my black male friends are married to white women, and most of my black women I know are married to white men. <laughs> I don't know why. Is that a Minnesota thing, maybe? I think so. And like, it is where like, of... I grew up was, I was like the only black guy there. There's like, right. not much of a choice if you're going to date somebody who's going to be a white person, so... They, the, environment more than the anything. fathers have signs in the window. Anybody but Tevin. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Up there. I just walk in the door and they're like, "Ah, oh, jeez, here we go." <laughs> you know your your grandpa Abel wouldn't be happy. No, there was when uh, when I was in high school, my girlfriend. I met my girlfriend's grandparents, and Uh-oh. he uh, they were a little racist. They <laughs> no, <laughs> little really? He, yeah, he was. I was sitting on the couch, and he like referred to me as boy. And I like looked and I was like, I think that you just if you like, you had this little like, weird look. boy. Yeah, and like my girlfriend and her parents at the time like heard him and like they were like eyes are just huge. And How I was, old like, were you at the time? Uh, I think it was like 16, 17 you years were old. A boy, then. yeah. But it was, but it wasn't was like kind of it was. Yeah, it had the undertones of like, <laughs> boy. Like, I saw you brought me up. Boy. And, and it was like, I've already introduced myself. You know my name is Tevin. Like, everybody's calling me Tevin. And you so just he called go- you boy? Yeah, and I can't even remember the context of what was happening, but he was, like, yelled it from, like, across the room, and I was just like, what yeah, I'm hell? not going like, to cause a scene. Just, was she worth it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was like, I'm, well, she was I was, worth like, it. you're old. You're like, you don't know any better. Like, just, you're old. Oh, I probably don't never know any better. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that to a white kid today. Hey, boy. Let's <laughs> see what happens. He'll look at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? I don't you? identify as a boy. I don't, right, yes, yeah. I don't how, That's what you'll get now. How rude of you to assign my gender. Oh, yeah. God. We are getting there, aren't we? That's the new norm. Everybody's so unhappy about everything now. It's just amazing to me. 
No, and it gives me anxiety. Like when I was I work at Union and they have drag shows, and so I remember the first one I worked. Union like, has drag shows. I didn't yeah, know Saturdays that. Saturdays and Sundays they drag do like big drag shows. Yeah, they're different things. I just had a Mean Girls drag show yesterday, but anyway, like the first time I met like the queens and mm-hmm. I. They like said something to me. And I was like, "Hey, do you got? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, do all of you need anything? <laughs> you boys need like, anything? I'm not trying to offend anybody. I just don't know what you would like to be called." So, I didn't know. So at the union right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, downtown on the rooftop on, on the rooftop, Saturdays. Yeah. Saturday mornings and Sunday nights, they do like different themes. They have like Lizzo drag brunches, Sound of Music, whatever. Lizzo drag brunches. You mean Lizzo the singer? Yeah. So like they just What's play. What's Lizzo? Oh, they play her music. Yeah, they just play the music and then they dress up as different whether clothes she wears or like they did a Disney themed drag brunch. So they all dressed up as like Disney princesses and sang. Disney songs. And I'm and busy sitting awesome. at home going, "What did I do with my That's life?" And awesome. they make so much. It's crazy. It's like it's they bunch make of money. Mil- oh, it's, they make so much money. Like they really oh, drag shows a, are fun. Yeah, because everybody's like fun. tipping them yeah. and stuff, and it's a bunch of just middle-aged white women drinking bottomless mimosas and oh, singing songs. <laughs> oh, that's it's awesome! The greatest, it's the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. There's like, a TV show called Drag Yellow now, which is a competition. Uh, to be Ms. Dragula, I think it's called, or whatever. It's a hmm. TV show, but a, a bunch of... Are they still called drag queens, or is yeah, that... Uh, yeah, they're yeah, drag queens. No, they, they call themselves queens and stuff, so drag I call queens. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, what is it, RuPaul's drag show? They have, yeah, like, yeah. drag we've, race. We've gotten some of the drag queens off of there to perform, so... You know, speaking of that, by the way, RuPaul, whenever he comes on the show, he, he goes... Hi, Uncle Tommy. I love RuPaul. <laughs> he calls me Uncle Tommy. <laughs> Although, I actually think he looks better as a woman than he does a man. He does. He, he looks goofy as a man. I know. You're right. He's like a You're gorgeous right. woman. Some that, of those yeah, drag queens, actually. I'm like, wow. Oh, there is one of the drag queens came in and like out of their, I guess, costume or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they like started talking to me. And I was like, hey, like, man, get away from me. Like, I want to talk to you. Like, I'm at work. Like, you don't quit bothering me. And like, then they like started talking more and I was like oh I'm so sorry like I, I thought you I thought you I'm used to seeing you as a girl like I do not recognize you at all as a guy how's it going I think that's phenomenal yeah I wonder if we should have Kostaki weigh in on this because he's on the line well Greeks know more about drag queens than anybody mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a connoisseur of the, the connoisseur of drag queenism no we were just I love talking. a good drag show Dude, I've never been to a drag show. I probably get that. You know, here's another thing that, that amazes me. I hate that person. Why? Because they dress up. Why do you care? <laughs> if right. somebody dresses yeah. up, who gives a rat's ass? Good for you. You got to go to a drag show, Tom. You're a grown up. You got to try it once. I have heard that they are a lot of fun. They are. It's body and silly, and it's ridiculously good fun. I, w- I should go more often. I've been maybe three times, and, you know. 30 years, but they're fun. We're taking him to a drag say, yeah, show. Yeah, <laughs> for his birthday. I'm going to walk in like this, though. Yeah, I'm here to see the drag show. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fantastic. That'll be wonderful. Uh, that's another one, though. I, that just amazes me. That Why does someone care what you do with your stuff? I've right. never understood that. Why don't you leave the kids alone and give a rat's ass what you I don't do. know, but they give great makeup tips because I've gotten oh, some do. makeup tips from drag queens. <laughs> oh, they can God. put makeup on better than I can. I might start bur- burst into tears over here. <laughs> yeah. Although... You can make a man pretty. I mean, that's serious makeup. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I Just know. thinking about that. <laughs> that I, honestly, oh, you know what happened Friday, though? 
Brian, one of the comedians I was in, I said, Brian, you've met my wife, Catherine. He goes, oh, yeah, I know Cassie. No, he thought I, Cassie was my <laughs> wife. I'm like, oh, yeah. Maybe if you wouldn't be sitting so close to her all the time. Yeah, well, you. that's true, exactly. And then I, I pointed out I was a little older than she is, and she said, yeah, but so is my real husband. <laughs> so what's the difference? Yeah, he's a little older than me. A little. Yeah. 14 years? Yep, 14 years. But he's young at heart. And I'd be about... 75 years old. <laughs> Other than that. Let's take a break. Be right back. It's time for Kostaki, ladies and gentlemen. Quick snaps right up to this with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, this 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from client-submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramost Weight Loss Programs. See website for full disclaimer details. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, as we introduce Kostaki Economopolis. We will point out that Kostaki did miss something while we're off the air there. They were trying to figure out here in the studio, in Studio A, what I would look like as a drag queen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> laugh it up Kostaki. laugh it up is there is there an app for that i would like to run that through the app uh cassie figured out i'd probably look just like my grandma minnie okay. <laughs> or with mrs doubtfire mrs doubt or mrs doubtfire yes i'd look like mrs yeah. doubtfire this would be like a louis anderson kind of thing this is we got to try this oh, gotta, now i weigh 500 this. okay <laughs> don't worry about my feelings Kostaki. it's okay <laughs> No, I didn't mean. <laughs> okay. I meant a grown-up uh, white guy burp, dressing burp, like burp, a woman. Burp, I didn't burp. mean you look like Louis Anderson. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, the rest of this report, there are 14 more minutes left in this report. You cannot say the words "vi" and "king" back to back. Not allowed. That horrible football team. Well, they can't win anything back to back either. God, so. they're terrible. It's very right. hot, cold. These. Uh, this team oh, from God. your region. From your region. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. My team, my team, hey, at least your team's hot sometimes. My team's just cold. Oof. Yucky. Let's make fun of the Bills, shall we? We can all agree on that. Yes, let's make fun of the Bills. That's more fun. Yes. A couple got married at halftime at the Bills game. Uh, they won a contest. It's actually kind of a cool story. Uh, 1,400 couples applied. And they picked this couple in part because they had their first date ever at the stadium 11 years ago. He proposed to her at the stadium, and then they got married this weekend during the game 
on the field. Uh, this marriage will last forever. If you can be loyal to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. You may, you may now throw the bride onto the flaming table. Yeah. <laughs> that's, nice. that's really nice. They tied some cans behind the car, and for old time's sake, uh, Scott Norwood kicked them wide right. So that's nice. No, not uh, Norwood. <laughs> you, about you know the problem with the wedding life. in that stadium? Nobody can bring the ring bearer because nobody has a ring. Am I right? Oh, there's see? Buffalo. There's no rings. They don't. Uh, so, Tom, here's another comment I have for you. <laughs> That's real <laughs> nice. Really, really nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know what the, to tell you. The couple that got married, Mackenzie and Jordan. I literally don't know which is which. They're both gender neutral names, right? Yeah, Mackenzie and Jordan. may as well have been true. marrying Taylor and Taylor. I don't, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Okay. I get it. It's about nice Chrissy? for her because not every bride can say she got effed by Tom Brady on her wedding night. <laughs> That's true, too. That's very true. <laughs> Listen to these stats. This is not a joke. This is true. Tom Brady has had more success in the Buffalo Stadium than this century than any Bills quarterback. Oh, He's won 16 games there over that period. Tyrod Taylor and Drew Bledsoe each have 14 wins, and Fitzpatrick has 13. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I know, right? And three years running, a fan has thrown a sex toy on the field at, at the stadium <laughs> to greet Tom Brady. <laughs> that's pretty they funny. They never throw their lube, though, because they need that for the game. All right. <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much. Is it a dildo? Is that what they throw? Yep. Them? I knew yep. it. You're a dildo. They could see it coming. Oh, I can just see those wobbling through the air. <laughs> oh, you know what they look like. Oh, What's they're everywhere. Oh, they're everywhere now. They even okay. ha- hey, they have our infomercials on those. On dildos? Yeah. They do? Yeah. I'm I didn't up know too that. late. I'd love to. I'd love to see the Bills fan like at the store buying that and like explaining to the cashier like no no no, no. I'm gonna take this to a stadium and throw it in the man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Kostaki, you remember the great line Mac Davis had in North Dallas forty? No, what was that? Mac Davis, remember he was in the movie with Nick Nolte and North Dallas Forty's a football movie? Yeah, yeah. Mac Davis is the quarterback. He's a southern guy, kind of a Texas guy, I believe, and he's talking to Nick Nolte. He goes, I'll tell you one thing. We had one hell of a weekend. I was over at this one girl's house. Man, she's a good-looking girl. It's unbelievable. But I went over there, and I think, you know, we're going to have a good time here tonight. But as soon as I get there, she comes out. She's dressed in lingerie, and she breaks out four or five of them fake dicks with the crinkly veins on them. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what are you going to do with those? (laughs) What a great line. I love that line. I'll never forget it. Four or five. Four, yeah, four or five of them. Got big plans for you. Though. <laughs> Apparently, she does. Yeah, like whoa, <laughs> man. I should rewatch that. I don't. I don't have any memory of that. Although I have the mental image of the like the movie poster kind of thing. Is, yep. Is, is, yep. Is, does it hold up? Is that movie still good? God, I have not seen it. I tell you, one movie that does hold up though, Kostaki, is I just watched the first fifteen minutes of Blazing Saddles. Holy oh, hell! Yeah. <laughs> Holy God! Yeah. Right. <laughs> it is funny, man. You, and you got to remember that Richard Pryor wrote that movie along with Mel Brooks. So, you know. Wow. 
That's a funny image right there, the two of them sitting around oh, God, you fishing lines to each other. Absolutely. <laughs> Unbelievably funny. Very, very funny. But, man, if you're a young teen going, maybe I'll go back and watch an old movie like Blazing Saddles, you'd be a little oh, shocked. Yeah. Trigger warnings all over, <laughs> all over the place. It's true. Today. Yeah, it's they true. couldn't put that out today. That's for sure. Goodness gracious. Okay, so no Vikings. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, is in, a concu- is in the concussion protocol. I was looking at some of the concussion symptoms. It's dizziness, irritability, irrationality, and I thought maybe my ex has a concussion. Oh my god! I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna call and tell her you said that. <laughs> That's a good joke. I stand behind that. <laughs> okay. Okay. She's taller than you, isn't she? <laughs> no, she just seems it because she's scary. Oh man! I think she does have a temper. She's a very sweet woman. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say that. There's just, you know, there's some challenges with the dynamic. How about that? (laughs) Yes, let's go with challenges with the dynamic. We'll go with challenging situation. How about that? Exactly. (laughs) Works for me. Uh, Antonio Brown got into a couple of Twitter wars this week. Of course, he's got some time on his hands. Oh God. Uh, He was going back and forth with Eric Weddle. uh, and uh, one, a fan chimed in and said, Weddle, you can't cover Antonio Brown. And Weddle responded, don't need to, isn't on a team. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's kind of cold. He said he's going to file it. nine lawsuits. Is that right? I saw that, yeah. Yeah, right. going to file nine complaints. Here's what I want. I want one XFL team with Antonio Brown, Johnny oh, Menzel, Tim Tebow, Ray Rice, Ooh. Terrell Owens, Colin Kaepernick, Ocho Cinco. Call them the island of misfit toys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good God. Kaepernick and Tebow can kneel together. That'll be nice. Oh, Kaepernick. Oh. Antonio Brown and Manziel will roll joints with the pages from Tebow's Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Everyone will be in shape because they always take the stairs. No one wants to wind up in the elevator with Ray Rice. No, they don't. That doesn't work most of like For women particularly. <laughs> Drew Rosenhaus will sign all of them so he can have a daily press conference where he excuses all of their behavior. Oh, he loves doing that. Oh, goodness. Sports agents are the only people that personal injury lawyers can look at and think, how do you sleep at night, scum? <laughs> That's really cool. Oh, Michael Bryant's going to love that joke. He's going to love that one. Love it. Have him write me a strongly worded email. I will do that, yes. I will take care of I will have him do that. Very soon. No, I want to. I mean, let's have a sideshow. You're not going to have the best football in the world. We already have a league that has that. You should have all the weird stuff. Have an offensive line made up entirely of sumo wrestlers, right? Let's, let's have some seriously dangerous mascots on the field. Let's let's make this interesting. There's no I in team, but there is an I in Island of Misfit Toys. <laughs> <laughs> I've often wondered why the NHL never got a sumo wrestler to be a goalie. Right? Yeah, why yeah not? right. It would make total sense. You'd never Hip- score. Is there a rule that you, you can just get a huge guy to just sit there? Why not? I'm sorry your waist is over 50 inches. <laughs> you can't play for us. <laughs> I, I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Get a sumo wrestler to be your goalie. You never lose, ever. <laughs> Love that idea. Uh, this team would be sponsored by Nike with the slogan, Just Do It, which for Tebow would mean building a hospital in the Philippines. 
And for Antonio ba- Brown means touching himself onto the back of an employee that he'll refuse to pay. Oh, <laughs> yes. I want to hear about that penis rub thing. Oh. He's killing himself. <laughs> unusual behavior. Yes, I would say so. Uh, The NFL and the NFL Referees Association reached a collective bargaining agreement. The NFL agreed on an improved benefits package for the refs, and the refs agreed to continue to protect Tom Brady at all costs. Oh, well, that's that's smart. That's a very, very wise decision, (laughs) kids. I will tell you that, honest to God. Do you think there's any change coming at all in the NFL this year? Is it just going to be the Patriots winning the Super Bowl again? Please stop it. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> well, Atlanta's not exactly kicking ass either. No, they certainly are not. Um, Another rough I, year. I, I, I think this is the year of the Chiefs. That's my. That's my. Uh, that's where I'm putting my. Uh, he pulled it out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Say so after a terrible yeah. first half. Yeah, terrible first. Yeah, half. and and Patrick Mahomes didn't score a touchdown. That was unheard of. So, and they still found a way to win. So I. I think that team is built to built to win long mm-hmm. run. We'll see. Kind of looks like it. Yep. That the hundred... Patriots almost lost to the Bills. That's helpful. Yep. You know. Yep. Now I was going to say that Kansas City. Well, when <laughs> they thought it was a fumble, or he was down on contact, and he took the ball and he ran in a hundred yards for a touchdown. A hundred yards. That was the oh, most goodness. awkwardly silent touchdown oh. I've ever. <laughs> the whole state. There was no sound, Whoops. and he's just running, and he's looking behind. Right. Nobody's chasing him. Because no, they didn't right. blow the whistle, yeah. so the play wasn't over. He just oh, ran God. it in for a touchdown. Yeah, it felt like one of those plays where the guy just feels like he has to do it. Exactly. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, I watch NFL Red Zone, and they show every touchdown from every game in a montage at the end. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I mean, all the, all the touchdowns are like, oh, you can hear the crowd, and it's an exciting moment of bursting across the line one way or the other. And that clip is just, you're just watching it like, is this a thing? Is, this a... <laughs> is my volume is up? Thing? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> Uh, big news for ass fans. Uh, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira will perform at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Did you just say ass okay, fans? That's, that's ass fans. Yeah. Well, her hips Jeez. don't lie, man. Hips don't lie. That's <laughs> true. It'll be the first ever halftime show that's way better from the back of the stage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that big old booty bouncing around. Boom. Boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, some Latinas in Miami. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Uh, I do love that. I told, You know Paul Castronovo, don't you, down there in Miami, the morning guy in Miami? You know what? I've never talked to Paul. You haven't? Paul and young Ron you back hook, in the day? You should hook me up. Oh, I absolutely will. Castronovo is okay. a great guy. I will absolutely do that. Do you okay. want me to, I, I can call him and give him your, your phone number if you want. I can do that. Yeah, or, whatever, you know, whatever way you want to do it. Look, I got to make sure that I got your current information, so it's under a hole. You texted me twice, Tom. You texted me. I, know, uh, I, got, on I got you right here. I got your number. You want me like to give it out to everybody? Ago. And then you texted me during the Falcons Vikings game this year. <laughs> oh, that's right, I did. I did. You're absolutely right. Those are the two times you've reached out. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to see if I can. Oh, yeah, you're right. Here we go. Here are my two texts in the past year to Kostak. Uh Wait a minute. I meant 955, whatever that meant. 
And then the other one was, don't worry, it's the Vikings. They'll find a way to make it close. <laughs> so there are my two texts to you. Yeah, I will, I'll call Paul and give him your number today, as a matter of fact. Castronova oh, was telling me, he was telling me, because, you know, he works at a classic rock station. I said, so, Paul, how's it going? He goes, how do you think it's going? I said, what do you mean? He goes, they just did the new consensus, or the, the new census down in Miami. Mm-hmm. 70% Latin, 20% black, and 10% white at a classic rock station. That ought to be going oh, really wow. well. A lot of requests for yeah, Santana. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of Santana. Oh, That's God. funny. Isn't you know what? Amazing? Atlanta is, is kind of known to be a tricky radio market oh, for the God, same yes. reason. Absolutely. It's so splintered, right? It's black and country and alternative. And oh, that's true. And a little true. bit of everything. Well, that's how Minneapolis uh, getting to be now. But, yeah, I didn't think about Miami. It's very <laughs> 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 good. I've always said, like, if you go to, uh, like, a late-night establishment in Miami, it will cure your racism because – Women of every color of brown are out, and they are gorgeous. They are it beautiful. Is, That's true. It is an interesting cultural mix. Um, but, yeah, I can see that being hard for radio. <laughs> I have a question for everybody about this, because I know you got to get going, Kostaki, here. But I, are there still people who are racist out there? I mean, who the hell would even bother being racist anymore? What 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 do you gain from being a racist in 2020? Well you, well, you open the show, you open this segment with a good point. Why would you care if somebody dresses up or not? I know, <laughs> who cares? It's the same question, right? It yeah, is. I I agree. I, it's, I it's mean, a puzzle. Look, I don't like Tevin, but it's not because he's black. Right. Which makes me feel very good about myself. Yeah, now you feel great I about think, yourself, don't you? I can live with that. I think... I think Emo has a line about this. Well, does he uh, really? Some version of, uh, why it. would you, you know, when there are so many good reasons to hate others, right? Some version of that, right? Yes. <laughs> there's, plenty of, there's plenty of good reasons to, you know, not connect with people. <laughs> Everybody just settle down, take a couple of breaths, everything is good. Right, right. Well, uh, hopefully we'll have better news on our two crummy teams next week, Tom. Boy, look at the time. I'd love to show about <laughs> football, but... I yeah, never mentioned it. They're <laughs> dreadful. I followed your rules. They're dreadful. They're just bad. They're, the questionable very... purple team in your region. Yeah, the questionable purple team in my region. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, Pally, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Kostaki, yeah. Economopolis, and Quick Snaps. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. Yeah.